Okay, this is Calvin, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. You've accessed the Black Talk Radio Show, and we're presenting you with social commentary from an African-American perspective. One thing I must let you know is that the views and opinions expressed on this program don't necessarily reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this show and others, please log on to KUCI.org. Okay. You guys ready for, for my guest? My guest is Reverend Sandra Florentino. Reverend, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Cal? <laughs> I'm doing just fine. Um, let me read to you what I, what I put in the, uh, on the um, website. And what it says is that on Wednesday, February the 4th, 2015, from 4 o'clock p.m. to 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, we invite you to access the Black Talk radio show at KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Calvin Gant will be interviewing Reverend Sandra Florentino, Associate Pastor of Advocate United Church of Christ in Chicago, Illinois, who is currently a volunteer chaplain for Consecra Housing Network's Green Castle, North Aurora, Illinois' senior housing facility. In her own words, she says she has been saved to serve. Let's talk about that, Sandra. (laughs) 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 What do you want to know? You know, my pastor asked me that uh, when I became, before I became an associate pastor. It's on my voicemail, it's on my email. And he's like, What are you saying? I'm like, I realized that I had a purpose. Uh I had a purpose for me. And I'm walking as. our mentor back at North Park used to say, "I'm walking in my destiny." Okay, okay, and and who um who is it that let you know that you were saved to serve? Where did you get that from? I got that from the Lord. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, when tell tell me this, uh, you know, you um you've been uh, doing ministry work for quite some time, and I remember um you uh, you you know you got degrees in ministry work. You've uh, you've worked at the uh, at the church, the United Church of Christ in in uh, Chicago, um, and you've done some other things as well. What what happened early on in life that kind of indicated that you might be headed in that direction? Mm, early on in life. I won't say it was early on. I would say mm, in my 40s. Okay. And what happened at that time? I, I don't know. I moved away from Chicago, moved to California, was out there three years, uh, brought my, what do you call it? You know how your family gets dysfunctional? Mm-hmm. And some of my family out there was, they weren't talking to each other, whatever. And in the three years I was out there, I was able to bring everybody back together. And we hung out together. We had a good time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when we got back here, I found out that my purpose is to help people mm-hmm. in whatever capacity that is. Okay. Okay. So uh, you you started at uh, I don't well I don't I'm not gonna say you started there, but. Um, you were at a church, and the minister of your church was also uh, the minister of our president. Uh, how did no. you get? <laughs> how did you get there? Uh, well, uh, my cousin took me there, and she didn't go to church, but she took me there. Okay. And said that I would like it. She mm-hmm. figured I would like it, and I said, "Okay, I'll go." She said, "You ain't got to dress up; just go." Okay. And I went, 
with her. And from that point on, I was there seven days a week. Oh, wow. Why Why so so often? Well, I started, I went there as in, um, I started as a uh, new members, walking with new members. Then mm-hmm. I did a uh, reading tutorial. Then I did uh, teach teaching Bible classes. I taught by all the Bible classes they had there. I took all of the classes they had there. I wrote some curriculum for classes there. Mm-hmm. Um, did online Bible classes for over 800 students worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, it was studying the world. Okay. Was really studying the world. Okay. And so what bearing did the pastor have on you in, in terms of you being so so interested? I mean, what was it about him or his message or whatever the case might be that, that kept you cemented pretty much to that church for quite a period of time? Because he was all about social justice. He was all about fairness. He was all about everybody being equal. Uh, you know, there was no Jew, no Gentile, none of that. Everybody was equal. God created everybody equally. And then mm-hmm. embracing the fact that, yes, I'm black, but I am also a child of God. Okay, okay. And you guys had a model at that church. What was that? Unashamedly black and unapologetically Christian. Wow, wow. Unashamedly black and unapologetically Christian. What was the uh, unapologetically about? <laughs> Can you expound was, on that a little bit? Um, the unapologetically part came about because it's a, it concerns a freedom to be black mm-hmm. as a matter of cultural identity. Okay. And to be Christian as a matter of purpose and belonging to God. Okay, okay. And you don't have to apologize for that. No. Okay, wow, that's something. So right now you're, um, you're, you're volunteering at, the, uh, uh, at a senior housing facility. You know, at one point uh, I, was, uh, I was asked, uh, a young lady that I went to uh, seminary with called and asked me if I would uh, work with her on, in that regard because she was uh, uh, a chaplain at a senior citizen housing place and um, she had missed or was going to miss a couple, of, uh, a couple of the Sundays and she asked me to come and uh, stand in for her, which I did. It was a very, very interesting uh, situation, yeah. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> to say the least. And I had never done that before in my life. But it was something that I learned while there, and that was there's a lot of wisdom in age, without a doubt. The thing yeah. is how to how to get through to the, 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 the people that are present there to let them know that I'm, I'm with you on everything. I'm on your side. You know, I'm not coming in here trying to tell you what to do or who you are or any of that because you got people who are set in their ways, have a certain uh, leaning toward whatever it is that they believe in, and just to convey to them how you feel can be difficult at times. How, how are you dealing with that? Well, let me just put it this way. When I came in, they wanted me to do this, 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 and this. And I respectfully declined and told them that I would like to, pe- like to meet the people individually. Okay. And get to know them as a resident, not as somebody who's been hired to come here and do things. Mm-hmm. It worked out to the point where now they are, I got one of the residents teaching Spanish class. I got one of the residents getting ready to do art classes. I got the residents doing their own plays. I'm just writing them. I, I'm more family than I am a volunteer. Okay, okay. 
and it has worked, and uh, my supervisor is very impressed with the fact that I did not want a party. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be introduced in that way. I wanted to introduce myself in my own way. Okay, okay. And, and so that has worked well for me. Mm -hmm. Now, how, Go ahead, I'm sorry. And I'm able to communicate with the various cultures here. There mm -hmm. are Burmese people, Indian people, oh. White people, Catholics, Protestants, atheists—I mean, it's a, a multi-dimensional facility that I'm in, mm -hmm. and I'm learning a lot. But I've also um, several of the residents have told me that it's my spirit that it's okay. Whatever's inside of me makes them want to be a part. Okay, okay, that's beautiful. You know, that's that's something because I think it's so very important for all of us to understand that religion, in and of itself. Uh, does play a major role in people's lives, but it's the spiritual aspect of your life, I believe anyway, that is so, so very important. And when you can reach a person from that uh, perspective, uh, I think you get a lot more done. Now, you're talking about a lot of different cultures and even different languages. Um, when you, when you, came there i mean did you did you did you know that that was what was going on that it was going to be a mixed culture when you first uh, were assigned no. or did it happen just no. happen and what <laughs> and, and 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 how did you handle that from the onset i mean i know you you when i walked in the door okay. and i started meeting the residents i was mm -hmm. like oops okay uh. <laughs> so my my first thought was since we have birthdays every month uh-huh when I, the very first month I was here, I did birthdays in their language. I did birthday little birthday cards and put them in their okay, door in their okay. own language. Mm -hmm. And that's how they got to know me. Okay. And, and so now I can communicate with most of them. They, I mean, they're not, you know, they're not really, some of them know some English, but not a lot. Uh -huh. But they all greet me with a smile or a hello. Okay. And that just makes my day so the, the communication part, I think, is the love part. It's the okay, okay, part. okay, it's okay. It's the fact that they accept me for where I'm at, and I accept them for where they are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, now, your your foundation, as far as a, a, a religious foundation is concerned, is what? United Church of Christ, right? Right. Okay, and what is that? Uh, give me, like, just a short uh, 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 something that tells pretty much what, people from that persuasion believe in outside of the Ten Commandments and that kind of thing? Is there some type of creed you guys... in social justice. Okay. Social, social justice and equality for all. Okay, for all. okay, okay. We are all one, and that's out of Acts. I can't remember off the top of my head. But it comes out of Acts, I think, I believe. Mm -hmm. And also, John, that we are one people. Okay, okay. Regardless of your cultural, racial, or whatever background you might come from, we're still exactly. one people. Okay. Exactly. And so that's the united part of it. That's the united part of okay. it. Okay. Yeah. And so and so when you when you have a you you, you do have services there, am I right? Um, we haven't um, we haven't had a really a service here. I've done some medical stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh I backdoored everything because they had two Bible classes and well, a Bible service and a Bible study, and they were by two different denominations, uh -huh. and they were already here when I got here. Okay. So in order to, to maintain the unity, I just did my stuff from a different perspective. Okay, okay. And that perspective was what? What you, what you felt comfortable with? 
pretty much. When I felt comfortable, but mm-hmm. and when I felt they were comfortable. Okay, with. okay, okay. And so tell me this: when you when you're talking to someone that's a staunch Catholic, uh, mm-hmm. and you guys get to talking about different types of beliefs, and there might be some differences between the mm-hmm. two, how do you how do you deal with that? Uh, I explain the differences. Okay, okay. Because and, I do think, uh, you know, the different religions, mm-hmm. I mean, studied the different religions. I was Catholic once, so oh, okay. I know about that. Uh-huh. Uh, my perspective from that is that uh, back then, at any rate, they didn't teach the Bible. Everything was in Latin. Mm-hmm. So if you took Latin, you, you really didn't know what you were talking. You know, really didn't, they didn't teach you. They just taught you the language. Okay, okay. So. Yeah. Well, well... Th- now, tell me this, and, and, and this is just something that I, you know, I really struggle with from time to time, and that's understanding why we can't do what you're doing there in the, in the wider uh, environment that we live in, not even in our, in our communities, in our, you know, not even sometimes in our own homes. People have differences of opinion, and for some reason we can't come together and reach a common ground. How do you see that happening there, and 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 how it can be transferred to the to the wider spectrum of of you know of, okay, uh, of you're our a community? Person, but you know, I've only been here three months. I feel like I've been here forever. <laughs> you sound like it too, <laughs> but you're doing a great job, evidently. <laughs> but I think the whole point is again what I said earlier is accepting people where they are. Uh-huh. I'm not trying to force my opinions on anybody. Right, right. When I talk to them, I say this is me talking. This is what. You may be doing something different. Okay. Um, I still go back to the, the premise that of what I was taught, and that is that we are all created by God. We are all human beings. Mm-hmm. That's where we come from. That's the foundation that we should be seeking for everybody. It doesn't matter what color you are, to what race you are, what okay. ethnic group you are, your gender, your sex, none of that matters. Mm-hmm. God created us all, all okay. of us. He created humanity together as mm-hmm. one unit. Mm-hmm. And if we get to understand that he created all of us, that that's where we come from, mm-hmm. then we know who we belong to and what we can do to help change the world. It doesn't take, you don't, you don't need 300. If I can just change one person's mind, that's enough for God. Okay, okay. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. Uh, save to serve. What will you save from, Sandra? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you know, uh, well, you you know you know uh, something about my history, you know, and in terms of the things that I did, that uh, uh, you know, and and it's not that I'm I, I'm I'm not proud of them, but I don't regret having done anything that I've done because I I know everything is for a purpose. But, but but having having uh, uh, come through that and having the same type of mindset that you do that, you know, everything that has happened to me has happened to me in order for me to reach the place where I am now. You know, and, exactly. and, and, and that's exactly. definitely to serve in whatever capacity I can, you know, yeah. but 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 wherever you came from. Uh, looking at it now and 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 where you are now, can you give us just, you know, maybe one uh, instance of of how. What happened to you brought you to where you are today? Oh, my God. I think the only thing that I can answer that with is that I learned that I was not in control of my life. Okay. My okay. Breath, mm-hmm. Nothing that I did 
that God was in control, and once I was able to grasp that, uh-huh. I turned over my life and my world to the Lord. Okay. And he has just been filling it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's just unbelievable the things he's done. It's it's amazing. Right, right. So, so I'm some uh, some some miraculous thing happened during your life that led you to led you to understanding that this got to be God can't be nothing else. Because I know I couldn't have this could not would not have happened had it been left up to me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, I got, you know, I got a, a, a quite a few uh, listeners, I'm sure, you know, especially the students here that, are, you know, are going through stuff all the time, you know, and we all are, you know, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you remember college days. I know I do. And uh, <laughs> most of the time, you know, it was about a, a, a social kind of thing, you know, having some fun and that. And then when I had to study, then I just got to study. But along with that came some problems and sometimes some very serious problems. How do you, uh, if, if you were to talk to, to young instead of the, the elderly, how would you let them know that the most important thing in life is to understand who you are and, and perhaps give them an idea of why things are happening to them in that regard? Okay, what I say, what I said, as a matter of fact, today was that we are not, again, we are not in control and we're all created for a purpose. Okay. Our ultimate destiny is our purpose. Okay. If we find our purpose, whatever that purpose is, if it's to touch one life or 50 lives, whatever it is, whatever Mm -hmm. aspect of life you're in, whatever career you're in, if you touch one life, that is your purpose. Wow. Okay. And and doing that, then you understand, when you understand your purpose, then you change and transform yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you no longer operate under your own choices. And sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But basically, you get to a point where you say, you know what, God, I'm going to let you deal with this. I can't do it. Okay. Okay. So you turn it over pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so um, in, 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 in looking at what happens to us in life, you know, and, and, and understanding that everything is for a purpose, what happens, I'm, I, I'm, I'm assuming, is that we, we, we have, we're having a problem right now. We don't know how to handle it right now. And so what we have to do is say, listen, you know, you, you have a purpose or I have a purpose in life. There's something I'm supposed to be doing. Evidently, if I'm having a problem right now, I need to readdress what it is that I'm supposed to be doing and work on that a little more. Yes. Is kind of what I'm hearing. Yes. It's all a learning and growing experience. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, everything that we go through is to teach us and to help us grow. Okay. Okay. Closer to the one who created us, mm-hmm. and when we get closer to them, then we don't make decisions uh-huh. arbitrarily. We know when God is talking. Okay. 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 So so in making these decisions, because as I said, you were, you know, you were at the United Church of Christ on on 95th Street and uh, and now you're an associate pastor of the Advocate United Church of Christ. Yes. What, uh, how did that transition come about and why? Why did you why did you move? Uh, it was a new church plant. Uh huh. And somebody over at the church that I knew real well called me and said, I need your help. Would you come? Oh, OK. And I went over there to help, and that's where I've been for the last five years. Oh, okay, okay. And so, how is that working out for you? What do you What do you basically do? Uh, right now, I'm strictly over communication. I do preach. I still preach. I'm over the field education field intern. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm there 
supervisor for six years. Mm-hmm. I'm a CMS advisor, uh, Chicago Metropolitan Association mentor for a student. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the secretary for the Illinois Conference. What else you want to know? <laughs> yeah. I, I want to know, uh, how do you do all that? Because you were doing that at the other church, you know? <laughs> how, do you, how do you manage to wear all those hats? How, I mean, I know, I know it's God. I know it is. But what is it? Where? What is that drive? What? It's the passion. It's the okay. passion. Okay. It's, it's the passion within me again mm-hmm. to serve. Okay. Whatever I can help. If somebody calls me mm-hmm. and says I need your help with something, like you called me yesterday. Right. Uh, <laughs> my pastor called me the night before a sermon, and I had to preach the next day. Wow. Not having a clue as to what I was going to preach on. Mm-hmm. Okay. But to say the least, it was the best sermon that I ever had. Wow. Ain't that something. Did you feel that as you were talking? Because a lot of times I, I'm assuming that you get filled with the Spirit, and it's not till after you're, you've done you realize that it wasn't me talking anyway. But, I mean, while you were talking, what were you yeah. feeling at, at that yeah. particular sermon? What, what were you I, feeling? Yeah, that particular sermon was about I'm, I'm, in, the, uh, I'm in the Army of God. Okay. And uh, it, it came it's a piece out there on the internet that somebody wrote okay. and that was my closing piece to that uh-huh okay and, i mean it was just it was it just overwhelmed me i just couldn't i i, I couldn't believe it myself wow wow yeah that's that that that's really something really something listen um i know that um uh you 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 be on call because you were here for a um uh some type of conference you and two other uh, right. ministers and uh we asked you to come by and bless our house and uh yep. you guys went from room to room blessed each room blessed the entire house and i and i want you to know right now the house is blessed for sure you know <laughs> i'm real serious about that tell me talk about that too they was like they really enjoyed that oh okay really really enjoyed yeah 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 and i and 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 we so appreciate it so what what uh what tell me what when you when you when when someone asks you to do something like that, is there a way to that you prepare for that? I mean, it, it, if 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 people are thinking about you know I I would like I think somebody's not doing so well today, and uh, they were it seemed like they were depressed, and so I'm gonna go to their to their room to their dorm room right now, and I'm gonna try to comfort them. How do you pre- do you prepare for that? How do you prepare for that? You 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 pray ahead of time. Okay. And really, you it really is about presence. Sometimes uh-huh. you just go in the room and and everything's okay. Okay. It's all about presence. It's not about talking so much. It's mm-hmm. all about presence and listening. Okay. Listening, because most people want don't want to talk. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, they just want to feel your presence. And if you've got the Spirit of the Lord with you, they will feel your presence. Okay, okay, okay. They will feel it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. So, so how long um, this, 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 this journey uh, that, that you've been on for a number of years, how long is this going to continue, forever? Or are you thinking about maybe doing something else, another field of study or something like that? What are you? I'm, a, I'm waiting for the Lord to give me my next assignment. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You know, because it's amazing to me because, uh, you know, I've talked to quite a few people and they talk about, I don't know what God wants me to do. You know, I'm waiting for you know, I'm waiting for God to tell me what 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 I'm supposed to be doing. Well, what are you doing now? Well, right now I'm just waiting on God. <laughs> waiting on God. 
how do you how how did you know that you know that this particular volunteer thing that you're doing, you know, as a volunteer chaplain, how did you know that that was God talking to you and telling you that's what you need to do as opposed to something else? That He talked to me at, we were at a conference. Uh huh. The conference was on the 20, on the 16th or 17th of the month. Okay. And they were handing out these flyers. And I looked mm-hmm. at them and I said, hmm, that sounds interesting. That's just what I said. Okay. I talked to, about two ministers, and they said, go for it. Mm. I said, oh, well, I have nothing to lose, no problem. Okay. I sent my resume into them. They called me in for an interview July 1st. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was hired July 1st. Wow. So I knew it was God. Okay. And I was struggling with it. Okay. I knew it was God. I uh-huh. knew it was God. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, Lord, you want me to move all the way to North Carolina. What are you talking about? I just got rid of my car. Are you serious? Come on now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so we had a nice long talk about it in one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and so uh, I, let me ask you this. When you, you know, you say that you were saved to serve, do you feel that uh, when you get to that to that point when you realize that you know that the why you're here you know and then you have different means of of addressing that or fulfilling that 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 thing for being here is is it maybe i shouldn't say necessary but does it help to have a passion for that oh yes definitely okay. whatever you if you don't have a passion for something mm-hmm. then you can't do it and you will not do it well and okay you will not be pleasing to god you have to be passionate about what you do and i don't care what it is uh-huh. it's a driving force within you and you'll know it okay okay wow wow so uh, uh, how can, uh, if somebody do, you know, the sermon, especially that one you did last week, uh, is, can, is that accessible or what? Oh, the sermon I did last week on, on yeah? Yeah. Oh, you saw that. <laughs> huh? Uh, if they're supposed to start doing CDs, but okay. what I have been doing occasionally is recording them myself. Uh-huh. And I can do that if you want it, or I can give you the written thing, and you can do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you send that to me here. <laughs> okay, I'm serious that about you. that. I'll send you the other one too. Yeah, do that, do that, and uh, you you know don't be surprised if you hear somebody talking about, hey, I heard your sermon in in California. <laughs> no problem, no problem. I, I believe in sharing. That's what it's all about. Okay. Yeah. Right, that's right, right. Gave me yeah, that's beautiful. I will be using every gift I got, and that's, I will pass on anything. Oh, that's beautiful. I take it with me. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. You know, uh, as you know, whenever you having a good time, time just flies by. And, uh, you know, man, I so appreciate you being, you know, on the air with me because I think it's so very important that people get an opportunity to hear, you know, what a what what a person is doing. That's a field that they're not familiar with. And religion is I mean, it's 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 really, really something else. And to get an individual minister to come on board and let us know how you are are are, are dealing with that is a you know it's just a blessing it's just a true blessing because i know uh, that you know sometimes you look at ministers and you think of them as being next to god so are they approachable you know if i come i better come correct i better you know know what i'm talking about maybe i should read a few passages from the bible that kind of thing but basically what i'm hearing from you is that you're just another human being sharing your gifts with other human beings and doing it in a way that uh that you're passionate about and you 
understand that it is indeed your mission in life and to be able to be, you know, that 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 humble because I know what you're capable of doing. I've heard you, you know, preach that word, you know, and I've seen some of the things that you've written and uh you definitely have a calling on your life, you know, and I and I'm I'm I just appreciate you taking the time to come and talk with us. Oh, you know, anytime, anytime. Yeah. Yep. Wow. You know, wow. You're my, you're my brother. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, and so uh, uh, is there anything, is there any one thing that you might want to say before we, before we get out of here? Uh, shout out or whatever, you know what I mean? Shout out is live the life you've been given. Wow, live the life you've been given. You always shorten to the point, ain't you? Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, y'all, this is Reverend Sandra Florentino, and she's in Chicago, Illinois. And she's uh, going to be back again on this show at some point if she agrees. But y'all already heard she said she'd be willing to do it, whatever she can do. And again, a pastor, associate pastor of Advocate United Church of Christ in Chicago. Sandra, thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. All right. Take care. God bless. You too. Okay, you guys. Um, I want you to stay tuned because in just a minute we're going to be uh, discussing a blog I wrote. And uh, I want you guys to take a listen uh, to that blog. So we're going to be back in just one moment. Hold on. Okay, we're back again, and uh, I need to let you guys know that this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And uh, what you're listening to is the second half of the Black Talk radio show, and uh, we're bringing you social commentary from an African-American perspective. And uh, I have to let you know, though, that the views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. If you want to find out more about this show and others, just log on to KUCI.org. Okay, as I said uh, before the break, um, I'm going to be uh, allowing you to uh, listen to a blog that I wrote. And um, I'm going to um, play the blog first, and, uh, and then we're going to come back and we're going to discuss it just for a moment. So here we go. The name of the blog is... If you're white, 
You know, I never understood white folks and having lumped all of you in a category based on what I deemed as a collective inhumane treatment of people of color, I could never bring myself to being comfortable liking any white folks. Now, there were exceptions, of course, like Miss Kessel at Crane Junior College, who initiated my getting a scholarship to a predominantly white college where I met another exception named Jack, who knew where to get the good weed. There was others as well at the jobs I held from graduation up until the time spent in seminary in New York. Keep in mind, however, that my attachment to pigment-challenged individuals was still restricted by an undeniable lack of trust, fueled by an inability to fully comprehend what it was about me that might coerce some of you into desiring to be my friend. Well, time should and does bring about a change, and although the trust factor is still compromised, and complete comprehension of some white folks' motives are still challenged, I am exercising an open-mindedness that allows me to look at everyone as a human being first and then allowing our subsequent interactions to determine what role race might play in our relationship. It's been working well thus far, and though I hesitate to assert that some of my best friends are white, I can honestly say that my knowledge of and appreciation for you people has been noticeably intensified. Now, I'm not being pretentious about my newfound desire to purposefully interact with people of a different persuasion, because what had happened was that some of the white seminarians I shared time with in New York literally expressed that they wanted to know what made black folk do what black folk do. In turn, my African advisor at the Seminary Consortium for Urban Pastoral Education in Chicago who I informed that North Park seemed too white-oriented for me to pursue a master's degree there, told me that I needed to go so that I could teach them about us while I learned more about them. Then there was the move to Long Beach, California and an assignment in Irvine that convinced me that it was for the benefit of all that I get in y'all's grill. Now, me and my wife, Nicole, when I wrote this, were on a plane from Paris and if I had gained nothing else while there, I had been assured that my intent to better understand others is precipitated by an internal drive to better understand myself. Our trip to France was a collaboration of the Black Earth Ensemble from Chicago and the Laborentus Contemporary Ensemble of Paris. The intent was to mesh the cultural aesthetics of a group of African descent with those of a group of Caucasian lineage through a musical interaction. Now the two groups practiced together for two full days and culminated their labor with a melodious presentation that tore the roof off the concert hall, leaving the audience in a state of total admiration and appreciation. Now after having conversed with both the French and African American musicians, as well as some of the patrons in the audience, I returned to California with the feeling that somebody beside myself had been challenged to see others in a different light and to appreciate that difference while recognizing the alikeness at the same time. Racism is an invention of those seeking to control by division and distraction. As long as we seek what the other has and spend our time keeping others away from what we think is ours, then our eyes are off the prize. The prize freedom and fairness for all. Well, I'm black, and right now I refuse to go back. 
If you're white, what you going to do? I'll holler. Okay, that's, that's, that's the way I feel, y'all. What about you? <laughs> you know, it's uh, amazing to me if you guys got an opportunity to hear the, uh, the previous uh, half of the show. And uh, we we're talking to Reverend Sandra Florentino, and she's a, a, a volunteer at a senior citizen housing. And uh, she was just talking about how when she first got there, she had no idea of who the, uh, the patrons of that particular facility were. But once she got there, she found that they were of every religion, uh, every ethnicity, culture, and that kind of thing. Not every, but but a lot, a lot of different ones. And so the, uh, the, 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 the lick was to figure out how am I going to convey my feelings to them while at the same time I'm allowing them to convey their feelings to me. And she said because of the uh, pretty much the, uh, the, the basis of what her particular denomination is, that being United Church of Christ and the, the, the creed that they hold, and it's about that all people, all people, uh, uh, are, the, are, are basically the same, you know, that, that all people uh, have a, a purpose for being here on the planet, and that's what we all should be basically focused on, and I'm paraphrasing here, and that is what is our purpose for being here and how do we go about fulfilling that purpose. And that's kind of a, a, a important to me as well because I think that it's a, a matter of people who feel that their purpose is to uh, uh, control someone else, you know, and is and 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 it just the 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 meat of that of that purpose for them is to uh, controlling the majority of people, the masses of people, and there's only a few that are responsible for that control, you know, rather than uh, dividing the uh, uh, the the um, the things that we have to do rather than allowing each individual to leave to live their own purpose and to fulfill their own purpose in life the thing that's so much more important is being able to understand that this is why all of us are here and no one has been selected as the uh the one entity who's supposed to be controlling everybody else all of us are supposed to be allowed to do whatever it is that we've been assigned by a higher power or and you know and that and that is not uh, decided by one particular church, one particular de denomination, one particular person, you know, but that's decided by us. That's something that we have to establish for ourselves. And as I said in the blog, you know, uh, my understanding is that whatever it is that we uh, uh, feel is our purpose in life, you know, um, the prize of that purpose of fulfilling that purpose is freedom and fairness for all. And exactly that is what we need to be able to I believe, come together on, you know, to understand that that is all of our purpose for being here is to live amicably together, you know, and no one, no one, and we talk about the, you know, the 1%, no one is responsible for deciding what that purpose is for each and every individual, you know, but so many times we get caught up in looking at things that we see that are material and, and, and that we desire and that we feel for some reason 
is uh is our is our purpose of being here you know for acquiring that's that's what we look at as our purpose i'm supposed to have this i'm supposed to have that if i don't have it is because somebody else is preventing me from having it and those kinds of things and we get distracted from what our real true purpose is and as i said before that's just basically to get along with one another to give to one another you know something of ourselves that all of us can benefit from that transaction now i spoke about the um thing that happened in 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 Paris and it was so amazing and I don't know if you guys heard uh the last time we went to uh to to France and uh we were uh going for the purpose of uh collaborating with people from Mali you know and uh that went that went very well and sometimes I think that we kind of and I know uh in a, a, a certain situations uh in this country in France and most of the places that I've been to People are all lumped together as one. And as you listen to the blog, I'm sure you heard me say that. You know, I had lumped white people as the oppressor, all white people as the oppressor. And then I said there were some, you know, uh, uh, exceptions to that. And uh, the exceptions for me were, you know, my 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 professor at Crane Junior College, who I got, you know, a, a scholarship through. And then the guy, Zach, who, uh, you know, I, he and I used to, you know, you, we used to get high together, you know, and uh and it wasn't so much, you know, I, I, I think sometimes we look at things and we look at them the wrong way because I'm saying to myself, wow, maybe I use Zach. Maybe I use uh, the professor. But the fact of the matter is that was not my intent, you know, and the things that I gained from the interaction with them, you know, was was definitely a blessing to me. And I hope that it was a blessing for them as well. You know, so I think that if our intent is pure, you know, then then everything's going to work out in the way that it should. And even if our intent is not pure, it's still going to work out for the benefit of all if we can just recognize uh, what that benefit is. But anyway, um, a lot of times we get lumped together and we feel that everybody in that particular group is the same. And we had that situation uh, in, in, in France where the uh, the guy who put on the um, uh, <clears throat> The festival itself felt that uh, Nicole, my wife, should play in a manner that was conducive to what he felt the French audience was looking for. And he said, we're a very quiet spoken people, you know, and this Malian guy, this guy from Africa, the way he plays is very soothing and very smooth. And you play with a lot of anxiety. And I don't know if the French people are going to be ready for that. And I know that you can play the way this Malian plays, because after all, you guys come from the same fold. Big mistake. <laughs> Big mistake. You know, because the fact of the matter is, as she's very explicitly explained to him, was that I'm not African. I'm African-American. And we have anxiety. And that's, that comes through in my music. And that's the way I play. And if we can't put that together and play from that perspective, then you're going to have to find somebody else to play the way that you want them to play. And so um, he conceded and said, well, okay, you all just get together and put it together, you know. And uh, so we got this soft Malian music and we got this anxious African-American music, <laughs> you know what I mean, and it comes together and uh, uh, the outcome was fantastic. You know, just got rave reviews in the in the French papers and those kinds of things. And this guy was certainly moved and he, you know, got an understanding. Wow, there is a difference in people, but they can come together and I can't lump people together. And it was that kind of incident that that, you know, those kinds of incidents that happened to me that allow me to be reminded 
of who I am, you know, and what I've been doing. You know, I want to I want to look at other people and call them racist, which I don't think I can be because I don't have enough money or control to be a racist because I can't I can't change anything. You know what I mean? But the fact of the matter is I can be prejudiced against a group of people simply because of the way that I've been treated, that my 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 ancestors have been treated and that people are still being treated today. I mean, racism still exists today. And but for me to lump every person of the Caucasian persuasion in that group is is unfair. And I and I don't want that done to me, so why should I do it to others, you know? And so uh in 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 being reminded of that, you know, uh I had to definitely uh thank God. That's you know, that that that's something that I feel that is 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 not my own doing. You know, that was something that was given to me and I so appreciate the understanding that that's something that I need to live by and and as uh, as Reverend Florentino is doing you know I've been saved from a uh, from a state of mind that is not conducive to the well-being of others and because of that it's my duty you know to share that experience with others which is why I I I so love doing this show but in, <laughs> anyway getting back to being in France this you know this this past week um it was another opportunity for me to see how music it's just so amazing how music can soothe the savage beast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just amazing to see how, how music can do things that we in, in our everyday conversation are not able to accomplish. And then in talking to, to, to Reverend Florentino today, you know, uh, the same thing can happen from a, 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 a spiritual perspective. I mean, you got a, 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 a diverse group of people in one setting and you're able to come into that setting and 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 bring those people together and her explaining or 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 just mentioning that it comes from a spiritual uh, uh, um, foundation i think is so important for us to to understand and to look at because uh, I, I have to say that I agree totally, I mean totally with her, you know, because so many times we allow the, the physical things that are happening to us to be the basis of how we look at our situation, you know, and and a lot of times we think that, that you know, well, they, they just, you know, they're treating me bad, they're doing this to me and, and, and that kind of thing, when in reality, where are they, where, where are they spiritually, you know, where, where are we spiritually and even looking at it from that perspective? And I think there's a, a, a sense of why, you know, why is this happening to me? What have I done? I don't deserve this. What's wrong with them? Why are they doing the things that they're doing? You know, what, um, what can I do to stop them from doing what it is they're doing? And then we kind of, I think anyway, have to look at ourselves and understand that it's not them that need to be focused on. It's me that needs to be focused on. And that's, uh, you know, that's my take on, 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 on life, period. You know, we have, to, we have to know about us. We have to know about us. And so that question I asked, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, if you're white, you know, what, what you're going to do is not, is not just for uh, white folks. That's, that's for everybody, you know. But the fact of the matter is, it's something about my sense of the, the, uh, this, this, uh, the inequity that exists and it's predominantly a, a, a white and black as far as uh, the uh, um, the space between uh, races of people. The white is gapped. I I know is you know between white and black. And 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 the reason for that is because of the fact that we don't look at ourselves, you know, in terms of 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 whether we're widening 
or 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 lessening that gap and that's something that i have to do you know uh, for my own well-being you know because i do understand that if i am to be of maximum service to my fellow man which is my intent on this planet then i can't decide who my fellow man is on the basis of race culture beliefs and that kind of thing and so again you know i don't i don't want to seem pretentious i'm not one to say that this is the way that things are supposed to be done i got the answer and that kind of thing but what i do want to say is that i think the communication lines have to be opened you know we got to talk we have to begin to, to, to look at the things that are happening and understanding that there's a way that things can be a lot better than they are today. And I'm just so grateful to be uh, able to witness that happening in the music field and in this uh, uh, <laughs> senior citizen facility that my friend Reverend Florentino uh, is a volunteer at, you know, because it, it does show that there is hope and things. Everything basically is, is, is possible. Um, I had said that, um, you know, that I'm black and I'm not going back. And if, if you uh, have any, you know, uh, misunderstanding of that, what I what I meant, what I was saying in essence is that if you remember, um, there was a, a couple of adages that 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 uh, have been prevalent, you know, uh, at probably before the civil rights, you know, but I became aware of them at that time. And one of them being uh you know, if you're white, you're right. If you're black, get back, you know. And uh, that's something that I, you know, was alluding to where I said I'm black and right now I f refuse to go back. And going back to that way of thinking, you know, uh, because um, it's been, you know, a, a few times that I've, you know, dealt with situations from that uh, from that adage, you know, uh, yeah, well, if, the, if they said it, you know, if, 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 if they got whatever white folks got, that's what I want. You know what I mean? Because their water is wetter, their ice is colder, you know, <laughs> those kinds of things, you know, and 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 really believing, you know, to a certain degree that because of, of their hierarchical position that had been uh, placed upon them by racism that was created by someone uh, that wanted to remain in power. You know, that's the way things seemed. And, and basically, that's the way we looked at things, you know, and to be able to reverse that and say, you know, that we're all in this together, we're all the same, and with the, you know, uh, uh, advent of certain situations that, that put people in a higher position than others by virtue of the color of their skin was not something that was advocated by everybody in that particular, in that particular fold. And don't get me wrong, I still believe, as a matter of fact, I still know that there is privilege in being a person of, of, of Caucasian persuasion. And a lot of times, People, especially Caucasian folks, don't they don't they don't get that. You know, they don't they don't feel that way, you know, but it, 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 it's so many times that, that that things still happen to me. And I know if I were a different persuasion, they would not have happened, you know, and that's as I said, still today. But that's something that, as I said, I have to look at me and how I respond to that as opposed to looking at them and and and, and believing that they created that. They're just living, you know, uh, uh, going along with the game as it's been as it's been set up and the way it's been played for for thousands, literally thousands of years, you know. And so I just think that it's uh, important that we express things of this nature. I think it's important that we discuss things of this nature. And I think it's important for us to understanding that there are unlimited possibilities of what can happen, you know, in this world we share. And uh, one of those possibilities is coming together and, and, and making a decision, you know, that we're going to contribute what we can 
to make this happen, you know, to make this place a better place, a more amicable place, you know, a place where we can all uh, be equal and, 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 and share in the bounty that is not ours, you know, but that has been, by the grace of God, uh, given to us to share, you know, and, and, and looking at life from a, a perspective of, you know, it's not about what I can gain from my interaction with you, it's about what I can give as a result of my interaction with you, you know, and what I want you to have is what I want for myself. That's it, that's all. You know, and so I'm, I'm, I'm basically, you know, really imploring everybody that's listening, you know, to at least give this some thought. You know, think about what it is that, that, that you're doing that might not be uh, to the benefit of others. You know, think about what it is that, that you're not doing that could be of benefit to others. You know, and I'm not talking about we got to spend a lot of time figuring out how I'm going to do this or how I'm going to do that. But I'm just talking about the fact that, you know, you see a person, you walk into a room. You know, and, 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 and speak. And if you're in that room, holler back at a person. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you're if you're in a situation uh, in, in, in a place, you know, and someone is being uh, ridiculed or put down because of the color of their skin, speak on it. And I'm talking about every situation, you know, and it's just so so amazing to me that we can walk into a neighborhood uh, in, 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 in a certain neighborhood and because of the color of our skin, you know, that we're, uh, uh, ostracized, you know what I mean? And, and, and it still goes on today. Let's not, let's not, uh, you know, be, uh, 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 denying that kind of thing is still happening, is not happening because it is, you know, and the same holds true, I think, for people, um, of, of, uh, a lesser hierarchical position, you know, and I talked about that last, last week, you know, about the homeless and things of that nature, you know, and it's, it's just amazing what can be accomplished if we just understand how important our role is in making these accomplishments, you know, uh, become manifest. So, um, do what you can, y'all. Do what you can. I'm going to continue doing what I do. And uh, as, as, as Reverend Florentino talked about, you know, uh, if it's something that you're supposed to do, you know, you'll know it. And when the time comes to make a decision, you know, it doesn't have to be no profound uh, thinking or any, any of that. It's just a, a, a feeling, you know, it's allowing your spirit to say this is what you need to do, you know, and, and, and negating anything that you've, uh, you know, prejudged about a person or anything that you've heard about a person or anything you, you feel about a person because of something that's obvious to you, like the color of their skin, you know what I mean, uh, or, or the, uh, 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 the clothing that they wear, whatever the case might be, you know, come from the heart, come from the spirit and say, this is what I feel I'm supposed to do and just do that and keep it simple. And everything's going to work out. Uh, I just thank you guys for, for, for tuning in. And I want you to stay tuned because Toha is going to, Tona, I'm sorry, is going to bring us a serendipitous love for film. And that's from 5 to 6 o'clock p.m. right here at KUCI.org. So you guys have a wonderful, wonderful evening. And as always, in party, I'll holler. <laughs>